Hello. Hello, everyone. Wait for it. Hello, everyone. It is so good to be with you here today on another eFree weekday devotional. My name is Jordan, and I'm excited to hopefully interrupt your social media scroll and your uh, constant streaming news feed with some good news that is the gospel and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. So I hope that you can join us for a few minutes as we dig into the Bible and we get a little bit of uh, the Bible in us as we uh, sit, sit here and talk together while you eat your lunch and I get to hopefully um, encourage you a little bit. So hello, Steve. Hi, Megan. Hope you guys are doing well. I am thankful for this opportunity to uh, speak with you guys and everybody else who watches this later on. So uh, as we begin here, I want to share with you guys um, one of the cool things that I see in the book of Acts. So if you're, reading, if you're using the, uh, the Bible reading plan that the church has been using, we read the book where we read chapter 2 in the book of Acts today. And one of the incredible things is how Peter, you see this transformation in Peter from a follower of Jesus who was very timid and very afraid to be identified with Jesus to a follower who is uh, totally devoted, totally willing to stick his neck out for Jesus. So I just want to um, show you this. So in Luke 22, 54 through 62, I won't read all of it, um, but it's one of the accounts of when Peter is confronted after Jesus has been arrested and people are asking him if he has been with Jesus or if he is a follower of Jesus or friends with Jesus. And first it's a servant girl. In verse 56, the servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him. But he denied it. Peter denies it, says, woman, I don't know him. Then later on, someone else also said you were one of them. And again, he says, man, I am not. And then an hour later, another asserted, certainly this follower was with him, for he is a Galilean. And for the third time, Peter says, absolutely not. I am not a follower of him. I don't know him. And then we hear the famous rooster crowing. And Peter is heartbroken. He goes out and he weeps bitterly. Well, then you fast forward 50 days. You go past the resurrection of Jesus, past Jesus' teaching um, with his disciples post-resurrection, before the ascension. And then we get to Pentecost, 50 days after uh, the Easter celebration, after the Passover celebration. And we get to Acts 2, 14 through 15. And here we have Peter, the same Peter, uh, but transformed on the inside by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says, then Peter stood up with the 11, the other 11 uh, disciples. They've replaced Judas at this point, And there is 11, 12 disciples again, 11 plus Peter. And he raised his voice and addressed the crowd. So there's not just one person he's addressing. He's addressing a crowd of people. And uh, in a little bit, we'll, I'll tell you how many I think were, was in this crowd. And he says, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. So why is he talking about? Why is he having to defend people that other people are saying are drunk? Well, Pentecost has occurred, and the Holy Spirit has come into the lives of Jesus' followers. 
And so they begin to speak in other languages, languages that are recognizable to many of the people that are in this audience, and they're hearing them speak not in uh, Greek, but in their different dialects from all the different areas because they've gathered together for this celebration. And they're amazed, and somebody has accused them of just having too much to drink, and that's why they're mumbling and why they're talking in these other languages, even though they can understand the languages. Well, then you go down to verse 41, and after this, Peter presents the gospel to this crowd. And it says in verse 40, 41 that those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number, there being the Christians' number that day. And so we have Peter who goes from being a man who doesn't want to answer a servant girl's question about whether he is friends with Jesus or not, to 50 days later, he is talking to a crowd of 3,000 plus. So we know 3,000 people are baptized and they come into the family of God that day. Probably um, more than that were there. It's not likely that every single person there was converted. So there's probably even more in, uh, in, on top of that 3,000 group of people. So there's 3,000 plus people that Peter is talking to. So he goes from a person who is afraid to answer the question of one woman, one servant girl, to a man who is now willing to talk to 3,000 plus people, and he accuses them of, of crucifying Jesus. He says, you are the ones who crucified Jesus. You're the ones that handed him over to be killed. And this is a bold proclamation. So where does this boldness come from for Peter? Why is it that he goes from being this timid follower of Christ who doesn't want to be identified with Jesus to now someone who's willing to stand up to a whole crowd of people and be willing to say, you guys are the reason that Jesus was, was crucified. Well, in Acts 1, verse 14, it talks about the believers, which include Peter, and this is before Pentecost. It says, they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And so they've been dedicating themselves to prayer. And as they've been dedicating themselves to prayer, the Holy Spirit comes into their life for the first time, and it transforms Peter. And he goes from being a timid follower to a bold follower, and it's the Holy Spirit at work in him through the power of prayer. And so I don't know about you, but when I read this story and I see this in Peter, I go, I want that in my own life. Um, it may not be boldness for you that you long for, but it's something else where you say, this is who I was and this is who I want to be, and how do I get there? Well, I think the, the power that is at work in us is the Holy Spirit working through us. And so we need to see the resurrected Jesus that I think Peter has his whole idea of who Jesus is transformed when he sees him come back from the dead. And he goes, okay, this guy really is God. He's not just some smart guy, but he really is God in human form. And that changes Peter's perspective of Jesus and Peter's perspective of what God can accomplish in his life. And then the Holy Spirit comes into his life. And the Holy Spirit transforms him and changes him and it emboldens him to speak like this. And it gives him the ability to speak like this to crowds of people. And then I think there's that prayer aspect of he has been drawing close to God through prayer. And so what I want to quickly give you today is a tool called the Navigator's Prayer Hand. And so this is a, a tool that was developed by the organization, The Navigators. They are a campus organization that they reach out to college students all over the United States and I think all over the globe. But they developed this prayer tool. And so I'm going to share the link for you to download a PDF if you'd like to. And it just takes us through a few different ways that we can pray. 
And so if you're interested in looking at it, you can click on the link that I just posted and you can uh, follow along with me. But what the prayer hand has is uh, five types of prayer. So there's praise and thanksgiving, intercession, confession, and petition. So let's just quickly cover those because we were talking last night in my life group about prayer and how prayer is difficult. That prayer is something that we all want to grow in, but it's something that's hard that we are really good at saying, God, would you give me something? Or God, would you do this for me? Would you help me? But when it goes beyond that, a lot of times it's difficult for us. A lot of times we don't know what to say after that, that we're good at making requests, but after requests, it's really hard to continue that conversation because we feel like it's a one-way conversation. And so I like this prayer hand because it gives us other ways to communicate with God and I, I just appreciate that because these are tools that I need in my life. And my guess is you probably need them in your life. So the first one is praise, that we want to praise God for who he is. And so we say things like, God, you are. And then we just list his attributes. So sometimes we can do that from the passage that we read. And so, for instance, in this Acts 2 passage, we could say, God, you are the God who gives the Holy Spirit. God, you are God with us. God, you are bigger than whatever crowd we might face. God, you are the God who transforms us from the inside out. And as we pray that way, it just reminds us of who God is and what God's done. And it shows us how big and great and amazing and fantastic God is. And a lot of times, as we pray this in the midst of circumstances, it begins to make God bigger and bigger and bigger, and our circumstances smaller and smaller and smaller. And then what happens is peace begins to rush into our hearts as we realize, my God is really, really big, and my circumstances have become smaller and smaller and smaller. And from praising God, we, leave, we move into thanksgiving for God. So we have praising and then thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is thank you. So God, thank you for my home. God, thank you for my family. Thank you for my church family. God, thank you for my salvation. God, thank you for this thing you did today. God, thank you for this thing you did or that thing. And so it's just thanking God. It's gratitude for all God is doing in our life, all God has done, all that we think God will do. And so those are two ways, praising and thanksgiving. Then intercession. Intercession is just a big word for praying for somebody else. We, and so we, we say, please help so-and-so. God, please help Megan. God, please help Steve. God, please help Dorothy. God, would you please help these people in this situation that they ask for? So when later on, when I say, would you give me prayer requests? What I am doing there is I'm beginning to intercede for you, and I go to talk to God on your behalf and say, God, would you please help so-and-so? And so that's a third way we can pray. So we, again, we praise, we thanksgiving, we do thanksgiving, and then we intercede. Then the fourth way is confession, that we can confess to God the things that we've fallen short in. God, would you forgive me for my attitude towards my kids? God, would you forgive me for my attitude towards this person on Facebook? God, would you forgive me towards my attitude towards my spouse or how I spoke with my spouse or how I did this thing or that thing or these thoughts that I had or these words that I said or just my attitude around this thing or my desire to not obey? That God, I just don't really want to follow you right now. God, I don't want to pray right now. God, would you help me with this? God, I confess this to you. Would you change this in me? And that leads to the fifth one, which is petition. God, please help me. Please give me. I want... And these are things that we naturally are pretty good at when it comes to prayer, that we've been taught we can bring all things to God through prayer. And so we can bring all those requests, all those petitions, all those asks, 
and God will um, respond in that. And um, I have uh, just really appreciated um, this tool because it's helped me to um, increase my prayer. And so sometimes I'll just hold on to this tool, I'll put it in my Bible, and when I go to pray, I'll pull it out. And I'll just go through each phase. And it doesn't have to be very long. It could be 30 seconds to a minute. But even if you a minute and you praise God for one minute and you then thanks, thank God for a minute and then you um, intercede and you confess and then you petition, that's five minutes of prayer, which for all of us, um, five minutes sitting down and praying can feel um, very difficult. And so this is a tool that I enjoy because it um, increases my prayer. It gives me focus about something to pray for. And you can use it with your daily Bible reading that you can look for the things to praise God for, what you read in that day, things that you want to thank God for. You can see from the passage that you read that day. Things that you want to ask God for. You can say, God, would you do this in my life? So maybe it is boldness that you want. And say, God, would you make me bold like Peter? That if you can do that in Peter, who's not willing to say, I am friends with Christ to a servant girl, but then you can transform him into being a man who would stand up in front of a crowd of people and say that you guys have rejected Jesus, who was the Messiah, and you crucified him. And you make him that kind of, give him that kind of boldness. You can do this for me too. And so it, and it can be anything that the Holy Spirit, it empowers us and it grows us to become more and more like Christ. And so maybe it's a different area that you want to become more patient like Christ, or you want to become more um, empathetic like Christ. You want to become more caring or understanding like Christ. And so those are the things that you can pursue them. And I encourage you to pursue them through prayer, that you just begin to use the, this tool as a way to draw near to Christ. And you can see um, and experience the resurrected Jesus in your life, and you can experience the life-transforming power of the Holy Spirit. And so um, at the end of the, the devotional, um, I will uh, pray that over us and pray that for us. So now what I'd like to do is to open, uh, I will actually, I'm going to do updates. But if you want to be thinking about prayer requests, if you might have a prayer request, you can type that over there. Um, again, uh, please, this is a, a public forum. And so if you share a prayer request, would you keep it somewhat generic? Um, because we don't want to um, share specific requests on a public avenue like this. But if you have a specific request, you can share it with at carneyefree.com. And we have a team of prayer partners who would love to follow up with you either via email or through um, a phone call later today and pray with you for specific prayer requests that way. So I'm going to give you a couple of quick updates. Um, if you have been following along uh, with the other devotionals, these are probably not news to you, but I want to keep putting them out there because they're very important. So the first one is our reopening strategy. So if you haven't heard, our goal is to open on June 4th and 7th. We want to begin to have in-person worship services on June 4th and 7th. You can find out more information about this carneyefree.com slash news. Oops, no, cancel. Man, I almost ended the video, which would have been very disappointing. Everybody who's here, the nine of us, I don't want us to lose out on that. Um, so news, sorry. News is where you want to go, carneyfree.com slash news. And you'll find all the details about our reopening strategy there. But again, the dates are June 4th and 7th are our target dates. 
Um, but that's hoping that things don't change in our city or in our country or in our state um, as we move towards that date. Also, want to let you know about Right Now Media. If you do not have access to a Right Now Media account, we'd love to free a service that our church has access to, and we want to share that with you. Um, so you can you can ask for access to Right Now Media by going to this link that I will share right here, um, and this gives you uh, opportunity to request access to. Uh, use Right Now Media. Right Now Media, if the simplest way to, to talk about it is it's like the Netflix of Bible studies and kids' content. And so if you're looking for fantastic content for your kids, you're looking for fantastic content for yourself, that you want to use this time as an opportunity to grow, to continue to grow closer and closer to Christ and say, okay, COVID, this is an opportunity. Quarantine is an opportunity for me just to know God in a more close way. That as I experience loneliness from not being able to... Um, being able to connect with others. Um, I want to press into God or I want to experience a deeper relationship with God and find the solution to my loneliness uh, with God. And you can do that through a number of uh, great Bible study materials that are found on Right Now Media. But again, you have to have login information that you can get through accessing that. So I want to share a Bible study that if you are someone who's interested in apologetics, uh, I think that this a study by um, Tim Keller called The Reason for God is a fantastic study that um, helps you think through uh, ideas around God and then some of the objections that people might have to God. And it's a good cultural starting point. Um, it may not dig into deep scientific questions you might have, but it, it probably deals with a lot of the things that your neighbors might be thinking about or that your coworkers might be thinking about. And so that's a great one that I want to share with you, um, that if you're looking for something to uh, dig into, uh, you can do that. And Reason for God is a recommendation from me. Uh, so now I want to go to prayer requests. So I have a couple of um, prayer requests that popped up, and so I'm thankful for that. Um, so Steve is asking for prayer uh, for greater unity and less division in our country, which is a great thing to pray for. Um, so let me pray for that right now. Thank you, Steve. Father God, we pray and we ask for unity in our country. That God, we right now um, seem to be very divided. That it seems to be, um, no matter what the issue might be, there is just a strong um, division. And God, we, we want to be united as a people. God, we want to be people that may not, dis may not, may not agree on every issue, but God, we want to be people that see each other as um, fellow countrymen. Um, for those of us that are brothers and sisters in Christ, we want to see each other as first and foremost as family members, as united in Jesus, and then as second by our political views or by our COVID views or um, whatever those other views might be. So God, we pray that there would be unity um, first and foremost within the family of Christ and then within um, our, our neighborhoods, within our cities, within our country, that there would be um, there would be proper disagreement and there would be civilized disagreement that wouldn't look to villainize other people, but instead would look to listen and to understand. And we still might disagree, but being able to, to love and care for one another as people um, first and as ideas, whether that be political or COVID ideas or sports ideas as second. 
instead of seeing them as their ideas first and then as people second. God, we thank you that you are bigger um, than everything we face. God, that you um, are striving for the unity. God, thank you that throughout history, you have brought together people that should not be able to get along, whether that's because of their racial differences, whether that's because of their uh, socioeconomic differences, whether it's because of their generational differences, or because of whatever else the difference has been. God, your church has always been a place of great diversity that has been united um, despite um, their, their other differences. So God, pray that that would occur again as we gather together um, in June. Pray this on your son's name. Amen. Um, thank you, Steve, for that request. So Megan, uh, she is thanks, prayer of thanksgiving um, for her life group. Um, they've been growing deeper together and been growing more together during this pandemic, and it's awesome. And then, um, so then, this, then there is a, a petition for life groups in our church to be blessed with this type of growth as well. So uh, thank you, Megan, for using the language we just talked about at Thanksgiving and petition. That blesses me to know that you're listening to that. Father God, we want to thank you. God, thank you that even in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of quarantine, God, you've been able to grow um, people closer to one another. God, I thank you for Megan's life group that has been growing, has been getting to know each other closer uh, more and more, and they've been growing closer together. God, I thank you that um, that this life group can say, uh, as they exit this time, uh, hopefully soon, that we care for each other more deeply, we know each other more deeply, and we have walked through life, um, through these difficulties times together. And it has increased our love for one another, it has increased our depth with one another, and we just thank you for that. God, we pray that this might be the testimony of all the other life groups in our church. God, pray that there might be many, many more life groups that would say, um, our life group bonded together, that we uh, formed a, a lifelong or a lasting bond with one another uh, through quarantine, through this pandemic time, of just being able to lean on one another, being able to pray for one another, being able to talk to one another. God, we thank you that you are not stopped by anything, whether it's disease, whether it's hardship, no matter what it is, God, you can overcome every a battle, every uncertainty, and God, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. And we just pray that that would continue to uh, be the testimony of more and more life groups. Pray this all in your son's name. Amen. So, uh, any other prayer requests? I'm going to hop over to Facebook because, uh, again, if you're someone who right now is saying, uh, please pray for this thing and I'm not praying for it, it's not because I don't want to, it's because I'm not seeing it. Uh, sometimes Facebook hides the comments. And they don't let me see everything for some reason. They're very protective of the comments. And I don't understand why. Because right now it shows me that there's 13 comments. Uh, let's see, let me do some quick counting here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay, awesome. So we have all 13. And an extra one from Megan for 14. So um, if you had your kids at home, I hope they counted along with me. want to get some counting in their life. Uh, but we, uh, if there's any more, anybody else that has a prayer request, I'd love to pray with you and for you. Otherwise, we'll move on to our prayer focus for the day and wrap this up.
Uh, well, let's move on to our prayer focus. So our prayer focus of the day, and this is something that I'm, I'm asking you to join me in prayer uh, for, for our church family. Would you please pray as you think throughout the day for our church family to pursue more of the Holy Spirit's transformative power through prayer, study, and time alone with God. That right now we have this opportunity where so many of our distractions have been removed. And this can be an opportunity for us to grow and to experience the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. And so would you join me in praying for our church family that uh, like Megan's uh, small group, there might be many people that would say, uh, out of this time, I have just experienced God's transformative power at work, that I have, um, have pursued him through prayer, through worship, through um, time and study, and then time alone with God. That I just would love to hear that that's the, the testimony or the story of our church family as we gather together, um, hopefully in June, and that we gather together saying, man, I am closer to God than maybe I've been in a long time because I've spent time with him in ways I haven't been able to before or haven't chose to before. So um, if you would pray with me for that. Father God, I thank you so much for these people that are watching now and the people that will watch later. God, we ask for your transformative power to be at work in our lives. God, we thank you that we know you are working in us, that you've begun a good work in us who believe and know you, and God, that you are going to bring that work to completion. God, I pray that we would partner with you in that, that we would pursue uh, time alone with you, that we would pursue time of studying your word, of studying the Bible, that we would pursue time of praying and talking with you, that we have this opportunity to converse with you and to hear your voice, whether that's through the Bible or whether that's through a friend or whether that's through a message or through the Holy Spirit speaking to us inaudibly. And God, we pray that uh, we would just experience your transformative power at work inside of us, that there might be many, many, many in our church family that would gather together in June and would say, uh, I am closer to God because I've experienced him through these avenues and through these uh, tools of prayer and through Bible reading and through worship and through time alone with God. And God, we pray that that might be the, the story of our church, that might be the, the accounts that they share and the work that you've been doing in them. God, thank you for all those watching and pray that you continue to work in their lives and in this way as well as in my own. God, we pray this all in your son's name. Amen. So thank you guys for take, taking some time out of your lunch break to gather with me as we dig into God's word and as we pray together. Hope that you are doing well and look forward to seeing you guys again um, in the future. So talk to you later and hope you have a great rest of the day. Goodbye. <laughs>